welcome back to what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. I'm Vincent Lancey, speaker and author of the book Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption. Want to know what it's really like to be an entrepreneur? Well, you came to the right place. Whether you're already an entrepreneur or you're looking to start your journey tomorrow, or maybe just someone who needs a little extra motivation to get through the day, this is the perfect podcast for you. This is the place where you will learn exactly what it's like in the world of entrepreneurship and hear real-life, authentic stories of entrepreneurs grinding on each episode. My goal for this podcast is to help you realize that giving up is never an option. For the very first episode of this podcast series, I'm happy to introduce my guest, Andrew Lipoff. Andrew and I met while going to school at the University of Tampa. How are you doing today, Andrew? Doing awesome, Vinny. Thanks for having me today, and uh, congratulations on the podcast. This is awesome. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you being my first guest. So Andrew here is working with a company called Get Gas Corp. Andrew, why don't you tell our listeners what you got going on? Sure, absolutely. So um, just a little background information on me. I uh, I first came um, to Get Gas Corp from uh, another technology company um, where I learned the technology background of what I really wanted um, in the vision of Get Gas Boston, which I have today. Um, I'm the founder and the CEO of Get Gas Boston, uh, which is an app-based company where we deliver gasoline on site to commercial fleets, office parks, um, and everything's delivered right through the app. Uh, processing fees through the app. Uh, all you need to do is pop your tank and uh, leave the rest to us. So I'm um, really excited. Um, you know, we've been doing this for about a year um, and, you know, we're just starting to grow. So really exciting time for us. Yeah, I'm really happy for you. It's such an innovative idea that, you know, you think of it, how simple it is. And it wasn't done. You did a great job at pretty much disrupting the market. So I'm, I'm glad that we can have you on here today. Absolutely. Andrew, what, I'm going to share an entrepreneurial story each week that is sure to inspire our listeners. I wanted to talk about perhaps the most famous entrepreneurial journey of all time in Oprah. She may be the most influential woman in the entire world. A lot of people don't know, but she grew up in poverty and later revealed that she was sexually abused by family members on one of her TV show episodes. And her first opportunity was at a local African-American radio station where she quickly impressed everybody and moved on to larger shows. And the rest is clearly history. Yeah, it's it's actually incredible, like what she's she's done. Um, I feel like in general with entrepreneurs, especially someone like Oprah, um, you know, there's always something from the child towards or something that needs to push you to get to the goal that you're looking for. Um, so she's just, you know, the top role model for all entrepreneurs out there. Yeah, I wanted to share her story on the first episode because her entrepreneurial journey should inspire so many people. You know, she started at a local radio station and now she probably has one of the biggest brands in them in history. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Cool, man. Well, now that we're past that, we're going to get into something called the big five. So my listeners out there each week, I'm like, go over my guests with five questions. Each guest will feature the same five questions to help you learn what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. My goal for this is to have you really learn from my guests. That way you understand that you can do it too, despite all the adversity out there with yourself in the entrepreneurial business. So you ready, Andrew? Absolutely. Let's do it, Vin. Great. Question number one. When did you realize that you weren't happy with what you were doing or that you simply just needed some kind of a change? So that's a great question. So um, I was at a company uh, that did uh, software for email security, archiving, continuity. They kind of gave me the first real jump into the corporate world. Um, you know, I loved it there. Growing company, great products. Um, I just knew that at the end of the day, it, it wasn't what I wanted to do. 
Um, I always wanted to work for myself. I, I always wanted to do something bigger than myself. Um, so I, I knew in about 2017 that I wanted to do Get Gas. Uh, I had the idea of it um, and just really wanted to jump into it, but didn't know how to do it, right? Like, yeah. where do you start? Where do you get money? How do I build an app? Things like that. Super difficult. So taking your time and then just, you know, going through the process of finding the right people is the main goal. Um, and then, you know, taking the leap of faith, you know, I was happy where I was at, but I knew I wanted to change. So, um, you know, take the leap, quit my job, and now I've done this full time. Yeah, yeah, it's a great entrepreneurial story, and that's why I have you on here for the first week. Now, you mentioned the tough one of the tough parts was to just finally get going, to finally yeah. say. Can you explain to our listeners what maybe that step involved? Sure. So to get to get going, um, I, I had to find the right people. So kind of get everything in my head that I have and blah, right onto paper. Um, you know, the vision I wanted, the technology I wanted, the branding I knew I really wanted, um, and then kind of put that into a business plan and a presentation um, that I, I that I brought it to my father for, who does startup businesses, okay. um, and kind of was like, here's my idea, you know, how do I make this a reality? Like, how do I live this? Um, and, you know, kind of with his help and some other people's help as well, um, you know, finding the right people that believed in me and believed in, you know, what my vision was. Um, you know, to be honest with you, there's people out there that we've met with that loved the vision and wanted to take the whole vision. And, you know, yeah, things yeah, like I'm that. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Everybody wants a piece of it. I mean, it's such a great idea. And, and I can't wait to see the headlines in the future. So that gave our listeners a pretty good idea. Of yeah. Some of that appreciate that. All right. Question number two. What are one or two of the most difficult parts of being an entrepreneur? You know, give us those good stories like you just gave us before. Yeah. So one or two things that uh, that are difficult um, being an entrepreneur. Um, definitely starting starting out, right? And then just trying to keep it going and growing. And, you know, how do you find the, the funds? How do you find, you know, with, with an app, it's a little bit different because technology, there's always going to be an issue with technology, right? Yeah. So, you know, improving the technology the side of things, you know, I'm up in Boston, Massachusetts, you know, we have beautiful summers, but now we hit the winter and we just got hit with a massive snowstorm, the logistics side, right? Of, yeah. you know, finding the right time and the commercial side um, is huge. So that's the biggest, the biggest for me, at least. Um, secondly, the most difficult part, and, you know, this is something I haven't talked about with a lot of people is, you know, um, growing up, I had a learning, learning um, difference, right? So okay. I, I had dyslexia, so which made me always push harder in what I did. So what if it was school, if it was sports, you know, I did play college football, never played football in high school. Um, you know, it was a goal of mine. So I always had goals and always, you know, I always knew I was better at, you know, maybe reading, writing wasn't my, you know, suit. Right. So I knew sports was and I knew art was and things like that. And really just dive into that and, you know, learning the proper way to go through things was a, a difficult time growing up. And I think that's what's made me hungry to be such a great entrepreneur is because I, I will not give up. I, I won't. And, and just like you've been, you, you don't give up on everything you've done. So, yeah. you know, that's why I think we relate so much. Um, that's and that's sure. probably, you know, something that I've learned to overcome and try to push through um, because that's something that's a part of me. And, you know, that's what's something that makes me, you know, drive even more, um, every day. Well, it's clearly evident. I mean, that work ethic is shown. I appreciate that answer. It definitely gave our listeners a ton of value right there. Absolutely. Let's move towards number three. Now we talked about some difficult parts. 
I have to agree with all of that. What is one of your greatest personal failures and what did it teach you? Sure. So my my biggest failure um, is prob- probably is failing failing out of University of Tampa, right? So yeah, explain um, for our listeners. Sure, absolutely. So um, coming out of high school, went to a prep school up in Rhode Island, um, decided, you know, Florida, yeah, I want to go to Florida. I want to go party with all my friends. And uh, I loved University of Tampa. Um, it was a great time. Um, I just, that was one of the hardest times of my life because I went down there, partied way too much, um, went to school, but, you know, wasn't trying as hard as I could have. Um, and, you know, <laughs> got a 1.3 GPA. And oh, my mother oh, was like, oh, you're coming home, Andrew. So I was like, all right, let's go home. So came home, had the opportunity to, you know, start over fresh, um, you know, really decide what my life really is going to be. You know, is college the right move? Is college not the right move? Do you want to party the rest of your life? Do you want to be something for the rest of your life? So coming home, really figuring out, all right, settle down. You know, education is important to me. It's important to my family. Um, and, you know, here's another obstacle in my life that I just need to overcome. And I know I can do it as yeah. long as you keep pushing through it. Um, and that's why, you know, I, I decided to try out for football. You know, that's a whole nother conversation we could have. But, you know, just even trying to do something different is always something I, I strive to do. Well, yeah, the, the failure definitely molded you and it, te- it taught you certain lessons. So thanks for sharing that. I mean, it's Absolutely. a great story. And now it's all built up to you at this level with the Get Gas Corp. Yep. Outstanding, man. Outstanding. All right, let's move to number four. If you could choose to have one conversation and learn from any entrepreneur, dead or alive, you know, whether it be get a meal, have them over your house, have a drink, whatever, who would it be? That's that's honestly a great, great question. I mean, there are so many that I mean, I could definitely. It's a tough question because there are so many influencers through one's life. But who yeah. would you? Um, honestly, I would love to speak to Jeff Bezos. Um, just because what he started is something that no one, no one ever did. And that's kind of where I want to do the same thing. I wanted to start something that no one was doing that can be disruptive, um, that can bring jobs to the country, right? I love that. Keep going. I love it. Yeah. So something that can also bring jobs to, to the country as well as help on the green side of things, right? You know, we are delivering gasoline today, so we are reducing emissions. I know people might say, you know, okay, that's very cute, but it on paper, we do. We are reducing emissions and that's you know helping out the planet every time you know we do fill up our commercial fleet or office parks as well yeah while we're uh where i mean i can't argue with bezos i mean what he's done is something that disrupted the market which is what you are doing essentially too so you should be very proud of yourself for that i mean you think this idea sky's the limit one thing i wanted to touch on before you talked about how the winter was kind of an obstacle for you where you have the great summers over in massachusetts what are some plans that you're implementing over here for the winter if you don't mind sharing with our listeners how are you combating that adversity to your business model absolutely so the the biggest part is finding reliable people um you know which is hard you know but i'm really honored and blessed to have a great team yeah uh, technicians supervisors directors for everyone that works with me um, so the logistics side of things, you know, we make sure we're talking to all of our customers ahead of time, you know, planning on their schedule, you know, what time are you guys going out? You might be busier, you might be slower. Just let me know. Happy to help you guys out. Right. Because that's what I want to do. I want to make their lives easier on this commercial side of things. 
these third-party deliveries is huge for us. Okay. Produce is huge for us. Yeah. These produce, they go out all day, and then they come back, um, and they don't want to stop for the gas. Um, not to mention, we have cheaper gas from where they're filling up. You have six trucks that will do it for $4. You have six trucks that will do two fifty. So it's all over the spot. So that's another thing our customers enjoy is, you know, cheaper gas. They're yeah. always going to be filled in the technology side. They can always have a nice report on their gasoline, on their vehicles, and things like that. I, I love that. That brings so much extra value to something that was so simple. You've just blown it out the water. So that kind of talks about a little bit right now where your company is at right now. What's your ideal client right now? Is this for the general public? Is this just for companies? Yeah, that's a great question. And I feel like a lot of people sometimes can get confused with it because, you know, they see it on, you know, social media. They're like, yeah. wow, what a great idea. Like this is Uber for gas. Sort of, you know, we'll bring you back a little bit. Right. <laughs> so it's it is it is Uber for gas, but not to the consumer today. Um, eventually, that's my goal. Um, today, I focus on commercial fleets. So whether that is, like I was saying, a third party delivery um, fleet, whether that is a produce, whether that is a casino, hospitals, things like that. Airports is great. Um, anything with a shuttle bus um, that takes a lot of gallons, um, yeah. as well as office parks. So that is more the consumer side of things. Someone's working at an office park and the last job I was at, we loved amenities. You get the free lunch, you get the gym, you get the basketball gym, you get the wine and beer. You know, everyone wants something. This is just something extra to add as value to the company, um, you know, where while you're driving from New Hampshire, while you're driving from Rhode Island to Boston, you know, people do drive that far. Um, they can also get gas filled up while they work. That's so amazing. Yeah. So listeners, if you work in an office park, you know, it's a great opportunity for you to work with Andrew here and get gas and get some gas delivered right to your car. Absolutely. Uh, we'll talk about how to get in touch with him later at the end of the episode. So like I said, we just talked about right now, where we're at right now. Let's move into the conversation of where do you see yourself ideally in one year? And then after that, we'll touch on five years. So let's start with one, Andrew. Sure. So, um, you know, from a year from now, um, I plan on having anywhere from nine to 13 more trucks um, in the Boston area. And uh, we're really excited for that. We have a ton of clientele that will be starting in my first quarter, which is coming up. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of growth happening in just a short time. Um, to be frank with everybody, uh, I didn't start filling my first gas tank until, until July 19th. Um, July so 19th of 2019. Correct. Yeah. So um, it's 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 been a short time period of, you know, from having one to two trucks to now jumping to nine to 13. Unbelievable. Um, but we're really excited for it and uh, we're ready for it. And, um, you know, this is this is just the start of it, which is great. So Yeah. So year one, you're saying nine to 13 more trucks. Year five. Is this even can you even predict this because of how fast you're growing or what are you thinking? So year five, you know, it's something I've looked, you know, in the definitely the near future for. Yeah. Um, but to be honest with you, you know, year five, I see this in, you know, nine to 15 states, um, you know, across the country, as well as, you know, hopefully every New England state, um, because we do have the demand. Right. So we have, you know, we do have the demand and we have people that are interested um, outside of Boston um, for this service. So. I'm really excited for that. It's all about growing the technology, 
that's the biggest part um, that I like to focus on is the technology side of things um, because the, you can always improve improve on that. Um, so always getting that, you know, back end stuff per, as much as possible to be perfect, as well as the consumer side of things to be as easy as possible. I think that's a great lesson for our listeners here. So you're saying you filled your first tank in July, so August, September, October, about five, six months ago. Correct. How long have you been prepping before that first fill? That's sure. So, we need yeah, to great question. So um, I quit my job in October of last year and okay. then um, kind of figured so it out. about a year. It took it took about a year to really get it going, especially with regulations. And then you said how many years before that you've been percolating these thoughts to make this business occur? Correct. So since uh, 2016, 17. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that's our that's our big five listeners, and thank you so much, Andrew. I know our listeners are going to see the value in your episode today. I really enjoy learning the process that you took, and in the first question you answered, how you explained your steps that you actually got going off the ground. I loved how you did that, and. You know how you can want to talk to Bezos and why you wanted to talk to Bezos because you wanted to disrupt the market like him. Absolutely. So now, Andrew, we're on our point for the last word. After the big five, I let my guests tell the listeners, is there one thing you want our listeners to know that we didn't get a chance to go over today? Um, so the one thing that I would like you know everybody to know, and I'm looking at it right now as, as I sit here, is um, something that um, I had the opportunity to meet with Julian Edelman and, you know, I'm a huge football fan and Patriots fan, like galore. You're not going to meet anybody bigger fan than me. Um, but I had the opportunity to meet with him and speak with him. And he left me with something that is all over his social media, all over his um, his HBO special or, or whatever it was on. Um, and that was Gotta Believe. And... I mean, you, you really, it says it all right there. It's, you That's just right. have to, you got to believe and you have to just keep pushing. There are going to be dark times when you're trying to do anything, trying to be an entrepreneur, trying to do anything in life, to be honest with you, as you know, Vin. So you just got to believe and keep pushing through the dark times. I've had dark times starting this the past year, believe me, That's as right. any entrepreneur has. Mm -hmm. So just got to believe, keep pushing and there is light at the end of the tunnel. I and and I really do not believe that. I've 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 done, I've been through a lot as well as you have. Yeah. And it's so true. As as long as you internally can believe in it, you really can do it. And I know it sounds corny, and I thought it does sound corny, but it's really true. As long I think as one you of can, those things, even though it's corny, some may say you speak it into existence, it becomes existence. A hundred percent agree with that. Andrew, uh, why don't you go ahead and share your social media for our listeners? Website, email. Another way to get in touch with you. Absolutely. Oh, so, um, our website is getgascorp.com. Um, and then on all social media, um, our Instagram is getgas underscore Boston. And then our Facebook is app2tank. Number two, though. Yes. Okay, great. So on Facebook, we're at app2tank. Follow Andrew at getgas underscore Boston on Instagram. And the website is getgascorp.com. Andrew, of course, you guys can all follow the show on Instagram at Your Favorite Morning Podcast and on Twitter at Podcast by Lancey. Of course, my handles are at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube, and my website is VincentALancey.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please continue listening and rate our show what it's really like to be an entrepreneur five stars. I work extremely hard to find value-delivering stories for you each episode. I will follow the last word with a quote that inspired me, and I know it will for you all, too. Push yourself.
because no one else is going to do it for you. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all in the next episode of What It's Really Like to Be an Entrepreneur. Mm-hmm.